Mattel Electronics presents Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of CCM in 3D. I am Derek. I'm Dan. And I'm Dave. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening so much. We um, thought we'd come back on today. It's today for us. Maybe it's tonight for you. Maybe it's... Maybe you don't know what time it is when you're listening. So if you've you've got bigger problems, so you need to <laughs> dial one eight hundred friends phone, and we'll help you. Tell out. us your problems. Operators have all been laid off. Uh, so we uh, thank you for joining us, and we wanted to come back on today and um, come on with an episode about what we call hidden gems. Dan, you this is kind of your idea. So okay. why don't you just take the mic and explain what's going on you know so one of the fun things about all this music in our window is that it seems like there are lots of things and new music to discover oh okay yeah you know, yep. you're, mm-hmm. you're bringing up things that i didn't know from the era yep days bringing up things i didn't know from the era so hidden gems are hidden because maybe they weren't very popular okay at the time they aren't amy grant level and michael W. smith level and that kind of thing right maybe big name artists are more widely known because they have music that just appeals to the masses variety of people right but these hidden gems could be maybe polarizing a little bit because their albums they that, might not appeal to the masses you might hear some of our hidden gems that we're going to talk about and go ah, not really for me yeah uh, yep. and that's okay they're maybe a little more on the autistic side or sure. uh just different or right. maybe they're r- right mainstream and they just never got the airplay for whatever reason so you didn't hear much about them one of them in my list You've probably heard of the artist, but maybe not heard of the album, or oh. uh, or it's just on the teetering edge of they're just not out there a lot. Gotcha. Okay. So that's how I looked at it. So not necessarily flops. It's just something that kind yeah. of moves on the margins a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does that, does that work for you, Dave? Yeah, that works. And going back to listening to these, um, yeah, I could definitely see that these were hidden gems because maybe it's something, well, two of these are something I don't listen to very often. Oh, and okay. so I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I forgot how good this is yeah. mm-hmm. going back and listening to them. So it's just some suggestions. Maybe you haven't heard some of these and, you know, yeah. try to expand your CCM, your classic CCM library. Here's yeah. your chance. And, of course, our window is 1985 to 1995, and so that's kind of the sweet spot we work in. Other podcasts might go earlier. Some might go later, but that's kind of our sweet spot of when we kind of look at things. So I assume everybody stayed in the window? Stayed in the window. Okay. I, I was on the edge on one. Ooh, oh, just on the edge. Dave always has okay. to be that rule breaker. He's <laughs> right there. Can I break the spirit of the law if not the letter? So I, I will throw a tease. We like to tease yes. our picks. Yes. So one of my uh, choices was the very first CD to enter the Christian market. The very first hmm. CD to That'll be you interesting. Know, I don't okay. know that I remember this. Wow. I feel like I should remember. I didn't this. know this until I was doing research for this for the episode. Okay. But okay. There you go. All right. Here's well, a tease. Golly, I, I feel like we should let Dave, since he just had such a great tease, you want to go ahead and lead it off? Yeah, and I'll lead it off. Is this going to be the one that... I'm going to save it for a little oh. bit. I was going to say, don't jump right into your yeah, tease. Yeah, you can't go right into the tease. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to Make build that time spent listening. Okay, right. It's a radio term. Right. We don't want people to turn the podcast off <laughs> right. four minutes in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I'll start with an album from 1992. I know you guys both love this album. 
It's uh, the band uh, The Brave. Yes. Battle okay. Prize yep. is the release from 1992. Could be heard on our old radio station, yes. Z91. Yes. And it was produced by, of course, John Adino Elefante. You talk about an album that just epitomizes like late 80s, early 90s hair band rock. This is it right here. Yes. Over-the-top productions, over-the-top vocals, a lot of fun. Um, I didn't realize this. About a half dozen of the cuts actually hit the Christian radio charts. Oh, back in the day, a half six of yeah, them. Yeah, six of them. Yes, I remember. If that ain't love, but yep. what else hit? I um, missed the rain, or was that no? That's Guardian. Let's see. I know of two others besides um, that one you mentioned, Derek. Altogether now, oh, and yeah, that one. I think um, I think Ride with the Rhythm may have hit the charts as well. Okay, but uh, yeah, Altogether now. That's the first track on the album. Yep. Uh, it's, it's got all sorts of uh, you know, great guitars. Uh, the vocals, like I said, are over the top. Just a great rocker to come out of the box. Other highlights, Ride With The Rhythm, like I mentioned. Uh, that's kind of a more, um, you want to say, boogie-infected tune. Gotcha. You can Boogie-infected. You could dance to it if you're not a bad Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then you mentioned If That Ain't Love. Um, that is just one of the most uh, perfectly constructed 90s rock songs. Yes. that, that one's, so good. That one sounded so great on yes, our station. I remember that did. one. And I should point out the members of the band. You've got uh, backing vocals with Jeff Gunn and Doug Biden. Bass is Malcolm Paris. And drums, Randy Roberts. Additional production, Dave Raven. Dave Raven. The like. Brave, Battle Cry. It's just a fun uh, fun yeah. rock album. Maybe you've never heard of The Brave. Here's your chance to Yeah. So, so they had, as I'm looking them up, they, have, they had two albums in our window, 92 mm-hmm. and 94. And then they... Oh, fall off the radar. And that was right. it. And until 2014, s- they came back with. Oh, that's right. They did. Oh, is that? Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Much later. I haven't heard it. What's the second album called? The Storm. It's trust. Trust. Why mm-hmm. have it, does it have like a tornado on the front of it? It does. That's why I said. The that's storm. why you said the storm. Yep. So yeah. th- it'd be weird to have the brave the storm. It would be. Yes. You wouldn't want to have <laughs> no, the, the. Not two no. articles. Just no, this, just yeah. just one. Trust. Yeah. So then you're wondering, is the name of this band The Brave or The Storm? I'm not sure. <laughs> and then you've got bigger problems. Yeah, and then you've got bigger problems. But let's just hope um, one of the songs on the second album is Boogie Infected. Yes. Right. Because I think we've just coined a new term today. Boogie but, Infected. Yeah. You've got to add that to our terminology. <laughs> to our terminology. Right. You heard it here first, folks. Right. Yes. All right, Dan. Jumping into me? Yeah, sure. All right. So, you go, man. Uh, hold on. Let me find my notes here get back on the notes dan uh dan's trying to find the notes standing by ding ding ding. okay oh number one (laughs) number one for me crisis or not number one i guess it's not really in an order the first one i want to talk about i should say nope from 1991 we i've referenced it before we've referenced it before rhythm house yes self-titled album the only thing i know about this album and these guys is what's listed on the disc yeah, I don't really know much of anything else about them. Uh, I think I heard uh, one of their songs on a promotional CD sent to the radio station and thought, hey, I'm going to go check this out Yep, and listen to the rest of the album and love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the group only had one album. Yep. Uh, Keith Emerson on the bass, Dave Innes on the keyboards, Charlie, don't know how to pronounce his last name, H-U-E-N-I, Queenie. Winnie. We'll go with that. Winnie. On the keyboard. Mm. I don't know. Kevin Sowers on guitar. Jeff Pommel lead vocal. So names I'd never really heard right, of. Right, right. Uh, Marvin Sims is on the now drums. There's a there's a connection. Right. So Tommy Sims was producer on this album. Right. And 
not sure exactly what the relation is between Marvin and Tommy. I think you maybe thought <sighs> not uh, sure. a nephew or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty active. Uh, Tommy, was, uh, or he was pretty active in the 2000s. Marvin was, actually. Right. Uh, he played on DC Talks Welcome to the Freak Show. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on the live disc, Jackie Velasquez, Unspoken, Nicole C. Mullen. So on drums, he's done a lot of stuff after Rhythm House. Okay. Uh, background vocals, Bob Carlisle, Mark hmm. Pogue. Wow, Mark there. Pogue. Yeah. Wow. Uh, There's so, a name. And then back to Tommy Sims produced. So time up for a second. Tommy Sims, right. we had an episode on him. Right. Uh, which, which kind of out in the ether somewhere. We might have to re-release it or something because... No, we'll just do part two. A part two, okay. Yeah, we'll just do part two. <laughs> Tommy Sims, uh, he uh, wrote, co-wrote the song "Change Your Change the World." Excuse me, not "Change mm-hmm. Your World," "Change the World," uh, and that's a song by Eric Clapton. Right, that ended yep. up getting, uh, ended up winning a bunch of awards. Came up from the nineteen ninety six film Phenomenon. Sixth most played song in Eric Clapton's Spotify page. One hundred thirty five million plays. Wow. Uh, it won eight awards, including a Grammy for Song of the Year in 1997. So, yep. if you're not familiar with Tommy Sims, and we reference him a lot, he is amazing. Been yep. all over the landscape here, uh, and we also uh, every now and then talk about Dan Huff. Now he's not on this album, but right. we'll talk about him in a future episode. But oh, definitely. Uh, standouts on on this album for me, one through five, are very solid. Believe I believe comes right out of the box yeah. with a great song, one by one fun the promise that's great, a great ballad great ballad uh th- make it right time uh and then it has a very solid ending with a song called that's the day mm-hmm. and the uh, number 10 track on the album is big book big book of questions, questions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nice. trying to emulate again <laughs> so, so yeah just a fun solid album uh, but again, not didn't really make the mainstream, and you, there might be some people listen to it and think mm, not really my style. Uh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> well, because <laughs> you know, update I, your I, style, man. So we just came off of in, talking about Imperials Free the Fire, right. and I referenced it sounded like a, a little bit like a Rhythm House song. The um, uh, oh. first one on the on the backside of uh, Free the Fire. You is it you? No, it was the one. I gave it a five star. Oh, you guys. Oh, oh, is it higher? Uh, higher. Yeah, yeah. Higher things. Higher, yes, higher things. things. Higher things. That's, that's it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, so I said, that sounds a little bit more like Rhythm House. Well, you guys give, didn't really like higher things. I liked higher things. But I lot. love Rhythm House. But that's, I love Rhythm House. That's a great yeah. album. It, so it's very Tommy to me. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you if you dove into this album, you'd really find it fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. And by the way, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, okay. it's up there. Is the Brave up there? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have the Brave. Not up there. Oh, I, I forgot to. Oh, we Dave, like to, we oh like to wait a minute. Dave's reaching over to his. It's book. right here. It's, Dave here we go. Has the Brave. The brave. Nice. The brave. Yes. yes, very nice. Yep, very big hair 90s yes. album cover. Yes. And one of them's wearing shades. So very serious. Oh, Got very the shades. And they had bandanas. Oh, yeah, the bandanas. Two bandanas. Yeah, there you go. One shades. And they're also looking down into the. Uh, oh, and a cowboy everywhere. hat. <laughs> I didn't see <laughs> the cowboy hat. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I just say, this uh, this cover from The Brave, this is kind of a bad idea because usually you want the CD title up at the top. So when people flip through the discs, they can right. immediately see. You got it down on the right going kind of on the gutter down the right side. Mm-hmm. You're right. So, it's very unusual. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very interesting. Well, 
You know, they didn't want to cover up their bandanas. No, they titles. didn't. Come on, Pachyderm, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I have not heard Rhythm House. I've not heard that album, but I recognize it when you got it down from up there. Did you recognize it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's I, I will have to one. give it a listen. For yeah. sure, for sure. Okay, I guess that leaves me. So uh, I'm going to go. Well, you mentioned Dan Huff. Yes. So I'm going to stick with Dan Huff. And uh, my first hidden gem is from 1995, so we're still within our window. It's close. Barely, but we're there. <laughs> and it's Chris Eaton's Wonderful World. And oh, oh, nice. Here okay. it is. Right here. Got Good. it. It's right here. Um, it took Chris Eaton nine years to follow up Vision, which, of course, came out in 86. Um, I really want to deep dive this one someday. So really? I'm gonna, I'm going to kind of be sparse in my comments. Um so, but to whet the appetites of the other two Ds that are here today, I'll just say that hit, this has some of the tastiest Dan Huff moments. Not huge blazing solos, uh-huh. but just really nice textures. And it's like, oh, wow, the guitar came in there and it was just beautiful. And so really, Dan adds some really nice stuff to this to this album. And hey, it also has Chris McHugh and Tommy Sims on it. Oh, oh. So, wow. have I wet your appetites enough for this? And uh, two other words on the back of the CD that I really enjoy. What's that? Brown Bannister. Brown Bannister. Yep. 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 Wow. I was getting to that, and you beat me. So, oh, yep. okay. Sorry. No, that's it. That's <laughs> this. You know, usually when Brown gets involved, good things happen. Yes. And right. So that's for sure here. Um. So my favorite tracks on this are Everlasting Love, All or Nothing, Westworld, Wonderful World, so two world songs, and then Remember Me. The only really downside of this album is, of course, Chris Eaton wrote Breath of Heaven, which Amy Grant had on her Christmas album. Right. He has his version on here, and it's got different words, which is not a problem. He, he's the songwriter. He can do whatever mm-hmm. he wants. But it's just kind of like, yeah, I wish... He had one other just kind of original track. Right. But, you know, he's probably doing that to sell. So is that after CDs. Amy does her Breath oh, of yeah. Heaven? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So this, Amy's Breath of Heaven was so iconic. Yeah, yes. you kind of can't. It's so hard yep. to exactly. follow that one up. Yeah, yeah. it is. Every, <laughs> although everybody, every um, wannabe Amy Grant person in church during <laughs> yes. special music tried. Everyone tried. <laughs> Everyone tried. Yes. And we had to sit through them all. Yes, yes, we had to sit through them all. It feels like we did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Again? <laughs> Come every on. Christmas? Yep. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my uh, Breath of Heaven. <laughs> the very next day, I didn't want to hear it again. Nice. Okay, so 1995. <laughs> so uh, I've heard Everlasting Love. Yeah. I've heard that one played on mm-hmm. several throwback CCM stations. Yep, like, good yep. song. Yep. Great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I it's, the whole album is is great. So and I, it's the Brown Brannister effect. I, yeah. I promise it's it's there. And again, Chris Eaton. If you're not familiar with him, he wrote a lot of iconic yeah. songs in our time. And right. his first Including album was Breath of amazing. Heaven, like we yeah. talked about. But, yep. but yeah. That first album was so good. Yes. Vision, yes. And yeah. we actually deep dived that one we did. in a previous yeah. episode. Correct. So get this one. That's a good one. So Good choice. Yep. It's not up there, but it's right it's right here. So again, right Chris there. Eaton, Wonderful World. Right. Correct. Nice. Yep. All right, Dave. All right. Here's my one that's on right on the edge. It came out okay. November of '84. Oh, okay. okay. It's close. It's. I'd say you've got one foot inbounds there. I'd very close. One yeah. toe tap. One toe. In, in so if this was Maybe. college football rules, it would still be out of. I bounds. would be inbounds. You would but be if in it was oh. NFL. I'd be out of bounds. Correct. Well, NFL stands for not not for long. 
Oh, okay. Or no fun yeah. league. No fun league. <laughs> no fun league. <laughs> yes. no fun league. This, so, was, this was a, a... We'll give it to you. I appreciate that very much. Uh, this is a, a one-off, the only album this band did as this band. And again, it's from 84. It's The Front. You guys the ever heard of one of these? Yes. No. These guys? Yes. Uh-uh. Um, this is the answer to my trivia question. This was the first CD into the Christian market. No way. Yes, in eight, November of 84. Wow. I did not and, see that coming. And uh, it was the only album they recorded on a relatively independent label called Refuge Records. Refuge Records. Um, kind of the idea behind the band. Drummer Bob Wilson, he made a name for himself in the Christian band Sea Wind. They were kind of a jazz oh, pop well, fusion right. uh, Christian band at the time. Um, so he uh, he came to this, kind of formed this band. Um, he joined with keyboardist, saxophonist Larry Williams, who also was in Sea Wind. Yep. Session guitarist, uh, some guy we know named Dan Huff. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I know um, him. Michael Lando, another amazing guitar player, yep. is on this. And session and airplay vocalist Tommy Funderburg. Oh, nice. Wow. Who sang background vocals for a lot of people. Ario Speedwagon, Yes, Melissa Manchester. And Amy Grant, uh, including he was on Wise Up. Is that right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Kind of at the end, he's the featured male singer. Exactly. Uh, Great voice, really kind of up there. Kind of reminds me of Brad Delp a little bit from Boston. Just a high rock voice. Yep. Uh, this so is, is this a, a rock album? Yes. It is. Okay. It's a very AOR sounding album. Yes. Okay. This is on Spotify, isn't it? Yes. That's and on Apple Music, too. Like, well, yeah. Yes. Um, Let's see. Holy Light is uh, was the most commercially sounding track of the project. Um, straight ahead, corporate rock. You know that uh, sounds a lot like Foreigner, maybe Ario Speedwagon, <laughs> like those guys. Yes. Um, there's also more keyboard sounding songs that they experimented with. Uh, the Promise is the heaviest song on the album. Uh, it's also this kind of the centerpiece of the whole project, uh, right there in the middle. And it kind of gives you a full sound of what the band was all about. Just a great, fun, AOR sounding album. Um, like I said, that this is the only one they did. Yep. And they moved on to other projects. But uh, the highlight is obviously Dan Huff. Yep. And then uh, Tommy Furnerberg's vocals are just amazing. Oh, that's great. Is this uh, now? It was available on CD back then. Obviously, this is way out of print at this point. Right. And so I wonder what this brings on Discogs. Have you checked it I out? I've not checked it out. Oh, I bet it's probably 30, 40, 50 bucks. You think so? Yeah. You know, I when you mentioned uh, first CD to market. My mind went racing. I was like, "What? What could this be? What? Yeah. What is this going to be?" And that's it. So, do you have it, Dave? The I used to have the oh, vinyl, the but um, I lent it to my friend Dis. Oh, oh Dis, Dis uh, disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah, you know, disappeared. Yeah, yeah, I have no. Yeah. I've seen him every now and then. You, yes. Yeah, you've <laughs> you met know? him a few times. <laughs> For some reason, that guy just likes to, you know. Borrow things and not return yeah, them. He bogarted your CD. So, what do we got there for a price on Discogs? Is that correct there? Yeah. That. What does it say? I can't see oh. it. I get old. <laughs> Three dollars and sixty-five cents. Yeah, I think so. Whoa. Yeah. Can I click this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Is that the vinyl or is that the CD? That's the CD. Gotcha. That is yeah. wow. Look at that. Okay. Or now, you know how to look into it better than I do, yeah, Derek. The, the, sure. The devil's in the details here. So a lot of the cheaper prices are going to be in British pounds, and they'll ship from Germany or the Netherlands. But here's one. From the United States, five bucks and five fifty shipping, ten fifty. Not yeah. bad. Get your get. Uh, I need to get a copy of that. Can, oh, that's the LP. Sorry, that's oh. the LP. Let's, well, Dave likes the LPs. Yeah. Like let's LPs. see. What we, let now. Let's go. If we go to CD, let's see what we get here. Okay. Now. Okay. I'll let you look at the prices now. Okay. Okay. So what do we got now? 
Oh. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, $250? That for one of them? Yeah. But $50? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yep. yep. That's kind of what crazy. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the There's first- nothing like being on a podcast and reaching things on a computer yes. that people can't see. Right. That's the fun part of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Excuse us. That's the kind As of content. Play by play. You can't get anywhere else. You can't no. get that anywhere else. You, just, that's why you pay zero dollars a month yes for this for this yes. on yes. our patreon page right. right now if you want to subscribe to our patreon page it's 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 <laughs> patreon.3ds and it's 95 dollars a minute <laughs> <laughs> operators have been fired yeah. uh so well, how you, did you find this oh, i apologize no, i keep yeah. interrupting Derek. how did, how did Dave, you, how'd find? you find uh your... let's see there was a christian radio show on uh, in wichita on saturday nights the only christian radio we had oh and it was from like 10.30 to midnight, hour and a half, and they would just play. That's how I got to hear new music. What back station was this? It was on the, um, it was a college station. Oh, really? It was on the uh, Fringe University station, station. Okay. which was pretty much classical and NPR right. during the week, but somebody paid time on Saturday nights from 10.30 to midnight. For If friends? I remember right, they did pl- a pledge drive. That's how they paid for it. And really? they would play, you know, current CCM. Really? And I heard them play um, one of the songs off this, and I'm like, that sounds really good. So is this on the edge for them because it's pr- pretty rocking? I mean, no, they they played. Because it wasn't unusual for college stations or different yeah. stations to have just hour, hour and a half shows, right. two hour shows back in, during this time frame. But it might have been. But safer. they always kept it pretty safe. I'm I'm still back on Friends University. You're sure it was Friends University? Yes. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think they have a radio station anymore. They did. They did. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I can't remember. The, it was in the '90s. I can't remember. Or the uh, the the signal was in the the '90s, ninety point nine or something like that. Okay. I think. Singing Maybe Quakers it was, Radio. Yeah. It was uh, like I said, mostly classical, and then Saturday night, a couple of students jumped on and check it uh, out. Yeah. Hmm. That's how you learned about. That's how I learned about a lot of the concerts coming to town as well wow sure see we need we need like a resurgence of that yes like college age or college radio right and people just buy in some time and say let's play hey Whatever maybe that's we what we should do let's talk off air <laughs> okay yes, no do. let's not no let's don't <laughs> no we've got day jobs <laughs> no. well i thought you were gonna say the first cd to um to market was russia Remember Russia? Yes. R U S C H A. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, but no, it was the front. The front. Wow. Yeah, perfect. There you go. You All know right. you're into uh, hidden gem territory when you only have one album. Yes. Yes. Like right. the front and a rhythm, and rhythm house. house. And, and yes. Yeah. And a second album that comes ten years after his first album, uh-huh. Chris Eaton. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My other two are only one albums. So yeah. we're okay. definitely wow. in gym territory. We've got a theme. Yep. Yeah. Now, I'm going to break that theme immediately. Oh, okay, here we so go. I apologize. Thanks, Dan. This is a group that's had a lot of albums. A lot of albums. You probably even, I know many of our listeners have probably heard of them, but I'm just going to throw it out there as a hidden gem. Um, David and the Giants. Yes. Yep. Are you going to stand up from 1989? Okay. That, I don't know that one. So I, you I, will. You will. Okay. So it's kind of uh, tangential to our, and yes, yes. Did use that word tangential? Wow, look at that! To the Imperials episode we just did. <laughs> yes, uh, they started kind of in 1964. There's a group, found some pretty good success, open for groups like Sticks, David and the Giants, Cheech did? and Chong, Chuck Berry. Yeah, 
Wow. But this was before they converted to Christianity. Okay. All right. So they did a lot of secular concerts. Then in 1977, David and the Giants convert to Christianity. Were they known as David and the Giants before they converted? Uh, To my knowledge, yes. Really? I'm sure we'll have some crack listeners that'll correct us on this, which is good. Yes. By the way, speaking of that, we're just, me, myself, anyway... We're just fans right. of the music, right? Mm-hmm. There are times we get these <laughs> we get these facts wrong, <laughs> right? Yes. But the good news is we have some very gracious listeners that yes. jump in and say, Absolutely. "Hey, by the way, yep. it yeah. wasn't really this or that." And, like, I, and I appreciate their grace. Yeah, 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 for sure on that. Yeah. So it, it, anyway, David and the Giants consists of the Huff brothers. So David Huff, that's a different David Huff than Dan Huff's brother David, who right. plays drums. But this David Huff is guitar and vocals, Claiborne Huff on the bass, and Rayborn Huff on the guitars, Jerry Parker on the drums, how it originally started. And then later, Keith Thibodeau, he's best known as Little Ricky from I Love Lucy. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> joined yep. the band and replaced, um, did the drums yep. for him. Yep. So this is produced by David Huff. Tommy Sims does get credited for arranged by on this album. That's right. I remember Tommy Sims talking about this album on really? our podcast. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. He loves these guys. Yeah. So okay. Good. Yeah, they, they just put out some solid southern rock music. Just meat and potatoes yeah, rock. Very yeah. meat potatoes. Yeah. yeah. And probably one or one a year or one every other year they came up with an album. Yep. And they were just cranking out the albums. Mm. Uh, so arranged by. I had to look that up. Like, what if Tommy Sims is doing arranging? What exactly does that mean? An arrangement is taking an existing composition and incorporating his work into it. Yeah. Right? So Probably he didn't so. write it, but he's moving some things around or changing some things within the song. Yep. Okay. Reworking or readjusting the original piece a little bit. Yep. Is that correct? Okay. Works for me. So, Are You Gonna Stand Up is the very first track on this album. Comes out rocking, rocker right out of the box, big guitars. I'll Stay With You is next. Good, easygoing rocker. Love Has a Place for You. Great groovy ballad. Seems very Tommy influenced to me. Uh, therefore, it's really one of my favorites on this album. Uh, <laughs> but I could be very wrong on that. He may not have influenced that, but it feels like he did. Joy Up in the Sky, fun little uh, funky song. I call it, or, or what was the term we just came up with here? Boogie Infected. Boogie, Boogie Infected, infected. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. All nice. right, so the, here's the one that you probably know, Dave. Here's My Heart. Yes. It actually made a big splash yep. in secular radio. Oh, it did? And it's on this album. The song Here's My Heart uh, received airplay on a top 40 station in Columbus, Ohio, thanks to a mislabeled CD Uh-oh. of what was supposed to be a copy of the single from the group Soul to Soul. So It was a <laughs> mistake. It was a mistake. They put it on. Uh, program director liked the song enough to put the song on the air. Although they did not know who the artist was, so they at were the calling time. it "Soul to Soul." Here's my heart. No, so they didn't call it anything. They didn't know who the artist was. Oh, they didn't. Know. <laughs> but they knew it was "Here's my heart." Yeah. <laughs> Here's something by somebody. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, but it received <laughs> such positive response that it was added into regular rotation and then just started spreading across the United States and actually oh, made wow. the top forty. That's crazy at the time. Yeah, uh, everybody's got a story. Is now track number seven, "Living on High Hopes." That's a fun rocker. So I could go line track by track, but but. It's um, hits all the right southern rock chords for me. Uh, it's not on Spotify. You can only find the album on YouTube or uh-huh. maybe other places too. Yep. But uh, it's again arranged by Tommy Sims and uh, fun, just fun, fun. If you're into southern kind of a southern rock sound, just good straight ahead rock. They're they're the guys. Okay. 
So if this album had a top 40 yeah, hit, yeah. does this make it a hidden gem? I Exactly. I don't know. Well, Dave didn't they didn't remember. I did not remember. So, and I'm I a fan of go David and the Giants. Yeah. So yeah. Now, was this the... I remember David and the Giants came to the Cotillion out okay. in West, or, uh, West Wichita. Yep. Around this time, so I don't know if it was the tour for this album or maybe the one after. I don't know. So one of these albums, maybe. and they really got no notoriety or recognition within Dove Awards that I yeah, could find. No. Yeah. Nothing. The only one they did was after this album, and I can't remember the name of their album after this one. I'd have to look it up. My crack research team. Ugh. I have to look it up. But they finally did get a little recognition within the Dove Awards, but that was it. Okay. That was all they ever got. What, that's too bad. What label yeah. were they on? Uh, so they popped back and forth. I think it was Forefront okay. for a little while yeah, or somewhere right. in there. Benson, maybe mm, okay. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You, could, you couldn't combine your stickers from those two to buy it. So Right, right. No, uh, unfortunately. So in that, I'm sorry, that particular album, so now you gotta, you've asked a question the Crack Research team has to get on. Yep. So I'm right. going to go to the Googs. Go to the Googs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, giant, so they were on Giant Records at that time for the Are You Going to Stand Up? Giant Records. Okay. Don't know what that is. It's giant. They're it's, they're it's giant. like twice the size of your normal records because <laughs> okay. they're giant. Uh, they were on Murr for I guess a little while. Okay. Uh, yeah, Giant Records then starts with this one and goes. There were Giant Records for a very long time. A Distant Journey is the next album that ends up getting a little bit of recognition. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so. that maybe it was a Distant Journey that they came to the Cotillion. I can't remember. Which okay. One yeah. Was. Yeah. Somewhere around in there, I know they were in Wichita. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to check that one out too. Yeah. There you go. So. All right, well, Dave, you had one earlier, the Brave, that was on Pachyderm, so my next one is on Pachyderm. Ooh, another oh, another Pachyderm. Another it's not up out. there. Lots of hidden gems in Pachyderm. Yes. It, it's not up there, but it's right here. Oh. All right, what do you got? I got Love War, Soak Your Brain. Oh, okay. There it is. Oh, this, I'm telling you, okay, UCCM and 3D listeners, if you don't know Love War, Soak Your Brain, you are missing out on one of the best albums of the 90s in hard rock, pachyderm history. This album is so good. Um, I know you guys, I think I've recommended this yep. to you guys so yes. many times. Um, yes. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, okay. Give me the CD. Please. Oh, sorry. Please. Excuse me. Use our pleases. Sorry. Quit yelling at me. (laughs) Stop yelling at me, Dave. (laughs) So, yeah, this is, I'm going to be real sparse in my comments again because this is going to come up in my top uh, 100 list. So it's going to be on there. And I'd love to do a deep dive on this album. And the way I want to do a deep dive on this album is I'm the kind of the lead guitarist, main songwriter, vocalist for this band is Tim Bouchong. And Tim Bouchong and I are dear friends. So I really want to do a phone interview where he and I just kind of deep dive, soak your brain. So Tim would be up for it anytime. And he's he's a fan of the pod. Nice. So he would, he would come on and do it. But this is from 93, Soak Your Brain. John Dino Elefante produced. It's, yeah. a, it's a power trio, um, bass, drums, guitars, and Tim sings. Um, it's very King's X influenced, right. I would say. Um, but boy, it's it's great. And just lyrically, Tim was Tim's a great songwriter. So I love Soak Your Brain, Golden Rule, uh, Welling Up, You Win is a great kind of 
It's got just a great introduction, really heavy guitars. And then Keep Your Hands Off My Stuff is so good. It's the only CCM song I know in defense of private property ownership and being taxed into the into the you know excessively so mm. yeah keep your hands off my stuff is so great it's it's very timely again it's a it's, an, it's a song that's evergreen so 1993 pachyderm soak your brain by love war i have heard soak your brain yes and you're right it is very king's x yep. influence or yep. in that if you if you're a fan of king's x mm-hmm. this is in that area yep it is now obviously king's x has a black vocalist Tim is not so there's there's the gospel aspect of King's X that's kind of missing in Love War but oh boy Love War Soak Your Brain is so good so if you don't know that one go to Spotify it's out there they released a second album I think in 2019 I want to say it's on Spotify as well Apple Music all the streaming services but Soak is yeah 2019 yeah and my copy's autographed so it is I saw that yep uh, my family bought a 15-passenger van from Tim Bouchong. Oh. So when I was up in Indiana, where he is, I took my Soak Your Brain CD and he signed it. Just a soak, Tim Bouchong. Nice. So Tim's a great guy. So, so you didn't keep your hands off his stuff He with ca- the he, van? No, I, well, I paid for it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't take well, it or anything. Well, it also, uh, any album with Sheriff Andy Griffith on the cover, yes. it's got to be good. He is a yeah. big Andy Griffith fan. Yeah. Tim is also a big Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan. Oh, that's so a fun show. He and I can yeah. trade MST3K forever. So we're, <laughs> we, we trade lines from that all the time. So yes. we're good. So soak your brain. Go check it out. Nice. All right, our last one. Yes. This one is so um, so obscure that I, I couldn't find hardly any info on oh, it. Oh, no. wow. This is this is beyond and, hidden gem. This is like put the name of the album on a milk carton. Right. Well, this is an album <laughs> where the name of the band is nowhere to be found. What? And it's an album or it's a band that put out a lot of CCM during their career. You guys have any any this idea? This should have been a teaser, by the way. This should have been a teaser about yeah, 40 minutes ago, Dave. Yeah, you with us. <laughs> from 1986. Okay. okay. You're in the window, so you're if, good. If you walked into, you could go into a sec, you could go into Music Land, a secular music store if you're in the going mall. T- if you're going Tony OK, I'm just putting the mic down you know, and walking. Right. <laughs> okay. And you're flipping through the albums there, or the CDs, and all of a sudden there's one that says, look up, you would have no idea that it was from Mylon and Broken Hearts. Oh, no. Really? The name of the band's no. not on the album? No. It's just called Look Up. It was their their try, their attempt to get into the secular markets. Really? And oh. it, uh, you know, it, like I said, it, it's obscure. It, you just don't, you don't see anything about it other than it was, you know, in 86. Um, it's very Southern rock. Dan was talking yeah. about yeah. David and the Giants. This is very Southern rock. So, you know, if you love stuff like uh, Skinner, BTO, yeah. I mean, this is right up your alley. Um, I always liked the album. A lot of people didn't like the album. I think partly because they tried to go into the mainstream. Yep. And also, a lot of people didn't like the music, uh, what it sounded like, because it was very, it's very Southern rock. I liked it. Um, uh, this was, their, again, their chance at a, their attempt at a crossover. They uh, changed the name to Look Up, released the album on CBS Records. Is Look Up. Yes. They've got a couple of guest artists on here. Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire oh, wow. okay. sings on it. Uh, Eddie DeGarmo wrote a couple of songs and plays on it as well. Does a little bit of background vocals. But uh, some of the highlights for me, It's All Right With Me, Love Is All You Need, and uh, my favorite song is The Gunfighter. The Gunfighter. Huh. The Gunfighter. 
off of a look up a very southern rock sounding song my but the, goodness i mean the message is still there yeah but i think where they where they failed is nobody knew it was them yeah interesting you know that, unless you saw is that it, it? Is that that's it? it right there that, okay sorry yeah looking at the computer again <laughs> it just says you know you in get red white and black else. it says look up and unless you You're were right, like that's a, it a big hmm. ccm fan maybe you saw an ad in, in ccm magazine you would yeah. know about it is this available on cd that's a good question. Oh, there it is. Look up. And it's got a big red triangle on it. Yep. Huh. That is interesting. It says aliases in Discogs. Yeah. Aliases Mylon Lefebvre. Really? Yeah, Mylon right. Broken Heart. Boy, Dave, you have really. <laughs> that is a hidden. <laughs> wow. You've outdone yourself today. Dave gets a gold you, star. You have to dig for that hidden gem. You do. So I do like Mylon, so I might have to go back yeah. and listen, listen to Listen, see what you think of it. Mm-hmm. This has got to be on YouTube, I would think. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, I'm I sure. I'm pretty sure it's not on streaming. Yeah. yeah. Although I didn't look. But oh. when I when I look Mylon on streaming. What do you streaming, look under? Yeah. Look yeah. up? Huh. When you look at Mylon, the Fever and Broken Heart, I, this doesn't pop up on Apple Music or Spotify. Yeah. So maybe it's under look up, you know? Yeah, I don't know. So my question is, does this come right in the middle of, yeah, Mylon Lefebvre and Broken Heart had been yeah. the band and have been touring and all that kind of stuff, and then they do this, and they they hop back into being yep. Mylon Le- What's the follow-up to this? Crack the Sky? 80, yes, Crack the Sky. What's before this? Is it Sheep Wolves, um, sheep and wolves Clothing? Yes, because that was 85, okay, I believe. Crack Research right? Team is back on the computer here. I'm okay. pretty sure that's right. Okay, yeah, Sheep and Wolves Clothing is before... Yeah, you're right. Then there's a break in 1986 that you look up, and in 1987, Crack, crack the, sky. the Sky. Crack the Sky. Huh. Yeah. That's fascinating. I had never known that. Yeah. Now, was this available in our local Christian bookstore, do you suppose? Or was it mainly I, just... I don't remember seeing it. Music Land. I think it was just in mainstream record Sound stores. Warehouse, that yeah. sort of thing. Probably. Tower. That's where I got my copy was Sound Warehouse in Wichita. Yes, very good. Yeah. Did you guys ever shop at Music Land? Yeah. Or we called it Mucus Gland. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I did not know yes. that. Yes. Yes. Sound warehouse and mucus gland. Right. Huh. Okay. And Camelot music. Camelot, yes. yes. All right. All right, there you go. You've There's got, some throwbacks. You've got, a, you've got a tall order to follow that Yeah, up. it's going to be tough. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Can't go much more hidden than that. No, that's for so. sure. Uh, so I'll just throw this one out there. My last one to talk about is Jimmy A., Yes, yep. uh, and his, which stands for his last name, yes. Abeg. Yes, A B E G G. Yep, Jimmy Abeg. Entertaining Angels mm-hmm. is the name yep. of the album. It's not on Spotify. It's executive produced by Charlie Peacock, um, also uh, self-produced Jimmy and Charlie. Uh, Phil Keggy helps on the bass. Yep, on this album. Wow, yeah, he sure does. So it's very. How would you describe this? Derek, you know this album. How would you describe it? Victy Hampton and Vince Ebo and the background vocals. Very artsy. Artsy, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy A is the founding member of Vector with Charlie Peacock in the early 80s, also mm-hmm. from back then. Jimmy A is also an artist as well as a musician. Yep. Um, and you're probably very familiar with his art. Yes. Or in some ways. Maybe in some ways not, in some ways you are. He did the album art for Phil Keggy and Michael W. Smith's uh, Worship album. Michael W. Smith's Worship album. Okay. The first mm. one. Yep. That's Jimmy A's art. Oh, wow. Yep. W- which Keggy album did he do? Uh, do you know? Ooh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Rich Mullins, he did Brothers Keeper. Yep, that's art. right. Mm. And uh, Charlie Peacock's Lie Down in the Grass did the album art. 
That's right. On that one too. And he did the, I think he did the art also for that box set of the West Coast Diaries. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that oh, yeah. seems yeah. very Jimmy A. Yep. Yeah. That West Coast Diaries. It's up, it's there. up there. It's up there. All, All right. of them? Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. All three. Yep. Excellent. Uh, and so starting with the tracks, number one, Touch of Love, such a good song to start the album. I would have this on my imaginary station. Yep. Definitely. For sure. Uh, then the rest of it gets very artsy. Yep. Like you said, but. It's very different and very interesting to yes. me. Uh, come, children. Come is next. If I Give In, co-written by Charlie Peacock. It's such a Charlie song, yep, by the very way. Very much. <laughs> but it's so fun and so different. Everything changes. Then it goes into track number five, my favorite song in the album, Thin But Strong Chord. Yep. Charlie, Vince Ebo, vocals with Jimmy A is just so good. One of the best songs on the album. Great totally song. Totally radio yep. worthy. This yes. would be on your station yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes in and back into more artsy, passion of creation. So I was listening back to this album, and the one outside of those two, Touch of Love and Thin But Strong Chord, that hit me was Contemplate the Emptiness. Oh, yes. <laughs> when it gets onto track number eight. Yep. So interesting. Yep. And they talk about the Chora Makra. Pardon? Uh, yeah, right. Sure, Marco. Uh, what? Yeah, Luke fifteen eleven. Andyoda. Andyoda. In Luke fifteen eleven, it talks about the prodigal son. Yes. You know, and I guess the the chore marker is where he, he contemplates the emptiness oh. of what he's yeah. in. Yeah. Hmm. Right. So, yeah. So it's very, uh, like I said, very artsy, very interesting, but but very grounded. Yep. Um, and then they have an entertaining angels instrumental on track number nine, and then ends with Isaiah sixty yep. and number ten. So I, if you're inter, into maybe something a little more interesting, a little more artsy, Jimmy A entertaining angels uh, would be a good album. Yep. Well, my last one. I'm into things very artsy, and so mine is also. Hey, Jimmy hey, A. Look at that. So, do you have your match game? I I'll oh, find it. Okay. Crack research. Crack research. So no, my <laughs> mine. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's close, Dave. That's the acoustic version. <laughs> That's the unplugged. So we is. did. We hit an exact match. Yeah, we hit an exact match. That's funny. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Then, then you talk more about it. Yeah. Well, awesome. It's not up there, but it's right here. It's yes. Right, I've got. I own this CD. So yes. Um, I'll I'll just I guess an amen to everything Dave said. Um, I Dan. love Dan. I'm sorry, Dan. Dan. Said that sorry. Too. <laughs> one of the D's. Yeah, one of the D's. <laughs> sorry, Dan. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got all the musicians kind of in the Charlie Peacock orbit back at this time. Vince Ebo, Vicky Hampton, Aaron Smith, Phil Madeira. Phil Kagey does play bass on the instrumental Entertaining Angels. Um, it's a really good bass part. It's yeah. Phil, Phil just, he's amazing. Um, and yeah, Contemplate the Emptiness. Boy, that... There are just some songs that come out and just just pierce your heart. Yeah. And that one was one for me. I just, you know, I was in a really bad place at the time, and that song just really just nailed me. Yeah. So I still listen back to that and go, wow, that was that song came along at exactly the right time. So that is this is a great album, and I, I do, I don't even think it's on streaming, is it? It's, no, it is not. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. Um, which is too bad because it's Sparrow, and so Sparrow could put it on there, but they just, for whatever reason, it it suffers from Kim Hill Braveheart's disease. It's just not, not on there. It's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Got to get that album on there. Yeah, I agree. 
So anyway, yep, yeah, that's a, that's a good one, and that'll be my top hidden gem as well. As okay. Jimmy Ace entertaining angels. Nice. Yeah. So okay. Well, that uh, I think that's all. For well, maybe we've you know helped somebody venture out a little right. bit, listening to some things. That Especially are a Dave. Bit Dave got the gold star today. Yeah. Right. Look up. Look, look up. up yeah. And then Russia. I mean, wait, no, the front. The front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, go out, do your homework, dig around. And, and um, yeah, it's uh, there's some just great hidden gems out there. I look forward to when this episode goes live, people go, well, you didn't mention. Yes. yes. Where's your hidden yeah, gem? Yeah, where's your right. hidden gems? Yeah. Please tell us. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. So hit us up on Facebook. Just look up CCM and 3D. We're there. And so um, look forward to hearing what your um, hidden gems would be. So uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.